Hey guys, on today's episode, we are going to take a look at Boeing stock. They did quarter one earnings in sometime in March, but we have some new news on them. So we're going to take a look at their quarter one earnings and see what to expect for quarter two, especially with a lot that's going on with the 737 MAX airplanes and how they're grounded right now. So I wanted to also take a look at how that affected the company in the long run. So let's take a look. So like always, I took the liberty of taking a look at the quarter one report, earnings report. They also take, uh, took a look at the presentation slides that they provided during their report. And I took a look at their transcript and their 10Q report. So I took a lot, a lot of information out of everything and I'm providing here with the, with the information that I believe is, is the most important. So first, let me just break down the revenue breakdown for you guys. Uh, so there's three main parts division of, of Boeing. And the major part is commercial planes, which makes up about half of the revenue. So here we can see total revenue for this quarter was $22.9 billion. That's, that's a big amount of money. Um, and we can see 11.8 of that money came from commercial planes. And right now it's down 1.1 billion from last compared to last year, same quarter. So quarter one of last year. And that's mainly because of the decrease in plane outputs that we're going to see. 6.6 billion came from defense and space. And that's up 0.1 billion from same quarter last year. And then we have global services, which is up 0.6 um, billions from same time last year. So now that we have a better look at how total revenue is broken down for for Boeing, it's it definitely helps out in my opinion. See see how the commercial plane affects it. Now let's take a look at this crazy amount of numbers. So these are the backlogs that this company has. So the company right now in commercial plane has a backlog of almost 400 billion dollars. 400 billion dollars the reason it has this amount of backlog is because unfortunately boeing and its its co competitor airbus don't have the ability to produce all the planes they have ordered so obviously all these planes get pushed back all these orders get pushed back so for commercial plane this company has 400 billion dollars of backlog and that's that's pretty crazy and we're going to see that there might have been some some sales decrease um, after this whole incident going on, but we can see with this backlog of 399 billion, that's not nothing to really, really worry about. I mean, obviously, lost money is is no good money, but it's it's good that this company is such in a good place. Even defense, space, and security has a backlog backlog of 67 billion, and global services has a backlog of 21 billion dollars. So we can see this company right now definitely has plenty of customers and has plenty of products to to offer so it's definitely not in a bad space and we can see total revenue this quarter was 22 um 23 billion dollars so this company has over 20 times this quarter's revenue so in theory this in theory right we're just doing quick numbers in theory this company will be fine for the next 20 quarters um right yeah because um 20 times 22 would be somewhere about 400 billion dollars um which this company has easily about 500 billion dollars of backlog so yep about 20 in, in theory right well it's it doesn't mean that that's the exact number 
but just a quick number a quick look at numbers shows that this company has plenty of life for it so now let's take a look at all these different sectors we're going to start with the commercial plane so commercial airplanes first quarter like i mentioned was 11.8 billion and it's lower because it is reflecting lower 737 deliveries during the quarter the commercial airplanes delivered 149 airplanes so that's during the whole quarter that's all this company was able to deliver 150 airplanes but this company has so much more backlog um they actually also the production rate of for the 787 increased to 14 planes per month and the and they captured several white body orders during the quarter so here they captured 1877x airplanes we captured here 20 um, orders of 787 airplanes and then that's another order of 10 787 airplanes so we can see that even though the 737 deliveries have gone down they increased the production rate of the 787 and they have some nice off um, orders for the 787 commercial airplane backlog remains healthy over 5600 airplanes i mean that is ridiculous 5600 valued at 400 billion dollars that again it's um for me this company is nowhere near losing anything um so let's just throw that out the window right now right we can see this company has a backlog and there has been some news in the past few days where this company lost a few orders and we're going to take a look at that in a bit too so here now we'll talk about the defense space and security industry so here their first quarter revenue increased to 6.6 .6 billion and is primarily driven by higher volume across satellites weapons and surveillance aircraft um, and it's partially offset by lower c-17 volume so then we can see during the quarter they were awarded of multiple year contracts we can see they have 78 orders for super hornets for the u.s navy five extra large unmanned undersea vehicles for the u.s navy five e7 aircrafts 19 poseidon aircrafts and oh we can see here you can see here all the customers that they had so even in the defensive space industry they have a huge amount of of orders coming in um booked orders value of 12 billion during this quarter so in this quarter they booked about 12 billion dollars of 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 orders and the backlog grew to 67 billion of which 31 percent represents order from customers outside the u.s so again that's another good thing to take a note at right that this company also has orders from customers outside the u.s and 31 percent represent orders from customers outside the u.s and another good thing that i that i like seeing here is just this quarter alone they booked order values of 12 billion dollars so 12 billion dollars compared to their backlog of 67 billion dollars that's a huge percentage um a huge percentage increase uh, in in just one quarter uh so that, that's again good to see next we're going to take a look at their global service uh, they did have some acquisitions that we should talk about global service first quarter revenue increased to 4.6 billion dollars and it was primarily driven by higher volume across the portfolio including the acquisition of klx i had to do some research of what klx was and klx is a major global provider of aviation parts and services in the aerospace industry and it provides a clear path for boeing services business to accelerate growth so this is definitely a great thing we can see that this company has so many orders for airplanes and aircrafts so it obviously makes sense for this company to acquire a company that sells aviation parts it probably helps out with all all the uh all these generals and sales and everything it makes things smoother so it allows this company to grow things faster 
KLX is also a leading supplier of chemical and composites, which complement AVL's portfolio, allowing Boeing to offer commercial defense business and general aviation customers a broader range of offerings. The most important part for me that KLX was acquired was because it was an aviation parts and services in the aerospace industry, which is Boeing is the leader in. So that's, that's, that's my main reasoning. The second thing about being a chemical and composites, it's a good thing, but to me, it's not, not this almighty thing. Um, next, we take about Global Service also completed the acquisition of ForeFlight, which is a leading provider of innovative mobile and web-based aviation applications. So again, this company is, try, is just picking up, com uh, is picking up other companies that are within its sector. And that's what I like to see, right? If you're going to do an acquisition of a company, I want it to be an acquisition based in the same sector you're in, right? I don't want to see a food, a food, uh, a retail store selling food by some form of random clothing company or something like that. Here we can see that here we have Boeing, an aerospace company, is buying KLX, which was an aviation parts and service company, and is also bought ForeFlight, which is a leader in the innovative mobile and web-based aviation applications. So all of these companies meet up together one way or another. So now let's take a look at Global Service outside of its acquisitions during the quarter of Global Silver. Global Service was awarded contracts for performance-based logistics for the V-22 for the U.S. Navy. So here you can take a look at this, but this is just some of the orders that have come through from Global Services. So we can see, right, that both, all three of these sectors, Global Service, Defense Space and Security, and planes, commercial planes are doing good. We can see they all have a healthy backlog. They all have healthy revenue, obviously, and they're all getting pretty much a good amount of orders coming in. Next, we'll talk about the new guidance. Uh, originally, they did had they did have guidance for the 2019, but due to the 70, 737 max um, grounding, it does impact these financial guidance. So they reinstated new guidances at the moment. They did not give us any new guidance, but they do say that the previous guidance are no longer any good, and new guidance will be issued at a future date once they are once they are, are closer to having the 737s go back on the air so like i mentioned the max was grounded um, and they continue to work through these steps and as previously announced they adjusted the 737 production system temporarily from 52 aircraft per month to 42 per month to accommodate the pause in max deliveries and it allows them to prioritize additional resources to focus on safely returning the max to service as a result of the 737 MAX grounding, they delivered over 50 fewer 737 aircrafts in this quarter than originally planned. So from this, okay, obviously, we, this is why there was that decrease in revenue from the commercial plane. They delivered 50 fewer aircrafts this quarter because of the grounding. And here we can see, right, that they have reduced their grounding, their, their production line by 10 aircrafts. Um, they've reduced it by 10 per month. So instead of producing 52, they're now producing 42. Um, but this, they're using this extra manpower to prioritize the resources to focus on safely returning the max services. So they did take a look at their earnings call and some guy answered, asked the best question. And this is the question I was wondering. So some guy asked, are payments still coming in from the customers? 
Because if not, how are they going to pay? How is Boeing going to pay the suppliers? Or do they need to return the money to the customers? And uh, I forget who it was, if it was the CFO or the CEO that responded, but he mentioned that payments are coming on schedule. And that is because the payments to, that are being received today are for delivery slots 1.5 to 2 or to two years from now. So that, that's a long time from now. So the customers that are paying for, for the airplanes now are not are the customers that are going to get the planes in two years. So they, they, these guys know that in two years, this problem is going to be solved. So for them, it doesn't matter. So they're still paying their, their payments on time, which gives Boeing the great, is still collecting that cash flow. Next, we'll take a look at shares buybacks. So buybacks are also suspended. In quarter one, the company repurchased 6.1 million dollars, 6.1 million shares for 2.3 billion, all which took place prior to mid-March. After mid-March and after the grounding, they paused all share buy buybacks. But hopefully, once the max gets back and in the air, buybacks will resume, depending on how much money this company is spending. As we're gonna see, due to this software, due to all this software improvement, this company and the reduction of production line for the 737 this company is having some extra operating costs so what can happen so boeing um like we mentioned even though boeing originally had headcounts to make 52 planes a month they did reduce um the count to 42 um 42 planes a month but they're still keeping the same amount of headcount so they didn't let anybody go or they haven't let anybody go which of the people um, who are meant to make these planes. So now they have extra people, um, this extra headcount for, now they have a headcount to make 52 planes, but they're only making 42 planes. So the operating costs, the operating expenses for these 42 planes are higher because there is a higher headcount. But this is, it can, doing this right now can be, um, can be a good or a bad thing. It can be a good thing because if the software is fixed soon, Boeing will be able to ramp up back to normal in no time. So they'll be able to go back to 52 planes a month in no time because they have the right amount of headcount to do that. If things don't go good, then if things don't go good with the software update, things um, they might we might see another decrease in plane outputs. And if we see another decrease in plane outputs, will they keep the same headcount? Will they still keep the same headcount as as they need for 52 planes? If they do, then obviously that's going to increase the cost, um, the cost expenses. Or are they going to let some people go? And if they let some people go now, when they fix the head, that um, once they fix the software, it's going to take some time for them to rehire people to continue um, to ramp up back to 52 planes a month. So these are two things that are one should keep in mind when, when taking a look. They did mention on their earnings call that they are spending about an extra $1 billion on operating costs. And this extra $1 billion is meant to um, pay the extra headcount that they have right now and to also pay for the new for the new people they hired to continue working on this on the uh, on this software update. Next, even though this earnings report was, was in March of 2019 or early April, we have had some new news coming up um, in the past few days. So I, I definitely wanted to take a mention of this. The first thing was in, in uh, around Ju um, June 27th of 2019, they 
discovered a new error on the software while they were looking at the updated software. Um, at the moment, Boeing believes that it can resolve this issue with, with the software tweak. Um, but if they are unable to um, solve this issue with the software tweak, they would have to replace a computer chip in all the Maxis planes that have been delivered or built. And this process obviously can add significant delays to Boeing's attempt to get the planes back in the air. So this is something something to take a look at, but at the moment, Boeing says that they, they do believe that this can be resolved with the software tweak. The second news is that there, over this past weekend of the 4th of July, there has been an order canceled for up to 5737 MAX jets. So like I mentioned, 50... Like we took a look earlier at this at this backlog, fifty planes is not a huge number for this company to lose. So obviously, for a company to um, for a company to lose orders is definitely a bad thing. But when you have a backlog of five thousand seven hundred planes and a backlog of four hundred billion dollars of money, and you know you can't make you have if you're making only about one hundred and fifty planes uh a quarter this company has enough planes to make for the next 20 quarters like i mentioned so losing 50 planes on uh, losing an order of 50 planes is definitely a bad thing but it's not the worst thing to happen to this company the worst thing that happened though is that this the order is going to airbus and airbus is their their competitor but, but fortunately just like boeing airbus has a capacity of how many planes it can output per quarter this is also the second cancellation of a max order since the trouble since since the planes were grounded, and um, I think the first the first order cancellation was one of the uh, one of the airlines that actually was involved in the crash. But besides that, cancel cancellations have been rare for Boeing. Um, and I was taking a look at their earnings report and other companies, and it the uh, the airlines are trying to are trying their best to work with Boeing and i mean it it obviously makes sense these airlines unfortunately only have two customers to go to right now they either have Boeing or Airbus and both are are at a capacity rate of output so there's there's no reason for the airlines to make Boeing angry by by going against them so another another news that came out this weekend is that Boeing secured a surprise letter of intent for 200 max planes from British Airways at the Parish Air Show in June. So this was, was in June, not this past weekend. Um, this letter is a letter of intent, so that doesn't mean that doesn't go into the calculations of the firm backlogs. So even if they they take out this this order, it won't affect anything in the back backlog because not an, an official order hasn't come in. But if they do get the order, that's 200 planes, and that's obviously going to offset that 50-plane cancellation that Boeing just received. And finally, the last thing, I think this is the last slide. Yep. The last slide we're going to take a look at is the future earnings per share. So we're taking here a look at the future earnings per share, and we can see for this year, analysts have already updated their earnings per share, and they're saying that EPS for this year is about $15. With the $15, that gives this P.E. ratio of 23.46, and it's usually the highest that Boeing is, is at. It usually fluctuates between 15 to, to 20 to 25, so sitting in that 23.46 is definitely high range. But we can see for December of 2020, their estimates are at 22.56, which gives this company a forward P.E. ratio of 15.56. Like I mentioned, this I took a look at the data 
And normally for this for this company, I uh, the um, looking at the past PE ratios. I would gladly hold this company with a 17.5 PE ratio. And with a 17.5 PE ratio, that would mean that I would gladly pay for this company $394 per share. And I think right now the company is trading at 360. So based on what I feel comfortable at the moment, this company is underpriced for me. But don't forget, we have to take a look at the company's financial numbers, which we are gonna do in tomorrow's episode. Um, of part two of Boeing and after that after we take a look at those numbers we will decide if I will decide if for me if I would cons if I would consider buying this as an investment so take care guys have a good night make sure to subscribe to my channel make sure to post in the comments and let me know what company you guys want me to take a look at next take care and have a good night